All right. Well, let's turn the Word of God to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. We'll start there and see where we end up. Amen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and we'll read verses 1 through 4, and then verses 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 in the Word of God says this. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, under the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Verses 11 and 12. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, again we come before you today through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you for the privilege Lord, of serving you and be able to, uh, dear God, uh, know that we've been born again by the grace of God. What a wonderful thing to know that you've been washed in the very blood of Jesus Christ, that the power, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ has transformed your life for time and eternity. And again, our prayer desires that today, if there's somebody here, somebody listening, that does not yet know that privilege, that even today the Word of God and the Spirit of God would work in that heart, dear God, and draw them unto you. What a great day it would to be born again by the grace of God. Lord, I pray for your people that are here. Lord, you know what's going on in hearts and homes. You know the situations and circumstances. You know the uh, important decisions that they're trying to make in their life. Lord, I, again, I think, of, I think of Zach. I think of uh, Koa and uh, other young people, dear God, that uh, have important things going on in their life. Lord, please guide them. Lord, make your word clear. You're in the revealing business. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Lord, I pray. And so, Lord, we confess we need you today. We desire today. And, Lord, we're thankful that you're in our midst and our desires above all that Jesus Christ would be exalted and glorified. Have your will and way and build your local church. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. So he addresses this uh, church. This, uh, of course, uh, this is the second epistle he addresses uh, to this church. And of course, uh, if you know, he he helped start a lot of churches. But I think this is his favorite, or at least one at the top. Right? He uh, says a lot of good things about this uh, church, and he says this in verse three: "We are bound to thank God always for you." And so I just uh, uh, like to say this. I'd starting off, I just want to say thank you. In Romans 1, 8, it says this, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. So I want to begin by saying to the church, thank you. Amen. Thank you so much for giving me the privilege of being your pastor these years. It's been an honor, a high honor. And uh, I'm very thankful that God in his grace has given that opportunity. And but notice what he says here. He says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meat. I like that he says that. Meat. Now, that's M-E-E-T, not M-A-T, like we're going to have a little bit, all right? 
So don't think about the food right now, right? Think about the M-E-E-T. And that means this. I like it that he says this. He says, listen, I'm thankful for you as it is meat. Why? Why is it meat to tell this church thank you? Why is it meat to tell, hey, I'm thankful for you? That word meat means this, because you're worthy. You are deserving because it is suitable and proper. And I want to say this morning, right, that I believe Choice Hills Baptist Church is worthy. I believe you are deserving. I believe it is suitable and proper for me to stand here this morning and say thank you to this local church. Say thank you to the Choice Hills Baptist Church for allowing, amen, God to bring each of you into our life. And, uh, I'm, and now, hey, you're part of my life. That's, that's it. You know, I, I joke before, you know, God brings people into my life. And I'm like, well, why God bring this person into my life? But then I, I can't imagine not having that person in my life. And now I can't imagine not having Choice Hills Baptist Church or you people, amen, as part of my life, amen, for the rest of my life and carry you in my heart. And so I want to say, amen, that this local church is worthy of being thanked. And you deserve thankful for the way that you've been gracious uh, to me and my family, the way that you've taken care of us and all that you've done to be a blessing and encouragement to this not old but getting older preacher along the way. So I say thank you this morning. And it said, look at some of the reasons he says thank you. He says, he says uh, in this verse, he says, and the, the what? The charity of every one of you toward each other aboundeth. Your love for one another. He says, hey, when I was there, your love for one another was evident. Boy, I'm glad, I'm thankful that over these eight years, the love in this church has been evident. The love that you've shown uh, towards uh, me and my wife and my family is evident. The love that you've shown towards one another is evident. And we want to keep, amen, we want to keep that this church being known for its love for one another, for its love for the word, for its love for the word of God, for its love for everybody that walks through that door. And we, ought to, and we want people to see that. We want people to see our love for one another. We want people to see our love for them. One thing, uh, one thought I like, you know me, I'm always reading about uh, uh, people and how to be a blessed people. One of my favorite thoughts is this, be the first, be the first. Right. When 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 you see when you come in the presence of somebody, when somebody's walking towards you. Right. Don't wait for them to say hi. Amen. Don't wait for them to put out the hand. Hey, just thinking yourself when it comes to greeting people, I want to be the first to say hi. I want to be first to shake your hand. You know, it'd be a shame for a visitor to walk in here and somebody uh, just walk by. Hey, even, even members, I realize we're doing stuff and not every single time, but you ought to have, we ought to have that, 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 that thought that when, when people come in, right? Hey, today when I get to church, I'm going to be the first one to say hi. I'm going to be the first one to, to, to put out the hand. It's a, it's a, it's a shame to have uh, members walk by one another and not greet one another. It's a shame for a visitor to come in and, and, and sit there and not almost everybody before he gets out the door, uh, come, come by. Now, I, I realize, you know, you got to pay attention to what's going on in that. But listen, that is the way we want to be. We want to be the first to say hi, the first uh, to shake the hand. Right. And, 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 and you're with somebody. Right. 
Uh, you say, oh, that's whatever. No, it, 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 should be, it should be a part of us in greeting one another. That's what we uh, teach our children, right? When they're st- right? When those, when I remember I'm a little boy, and I, you know, we're little boys, we'd hide behind mama's skirt. It's like, all right, get around here, right? I, like, I appreciate what Pam and uh, uh, Brother Joseph do with their boys. It, when, when, I, when I walk over there or somebody walks over there, they say, shake his hand, shake his hand, shake their hand. Amen? That is the right way to be. And so we want to be for that. He says, for your love, right? We want people to see that love and, the, and talking uh, to one another and greeting one another. Let us be known for being that way. Let us people see our love for one another. Because you know what? That's how they see the love for the Lord, right? Because uh, uh, that's the right way to be. But look at verse 4. It says this, so that we ourselves glory in you. I like that. He says, we ourselves glory in you. Glory in you, that means boast. He says, you know what? I boast about you. Hey, I want you to know that I boast about this church. Hey, when I tell people about this church, hey, uh, now I'm not going to tell you everything I say. I don't want you to get in the big head now. I don't want you to get in the big head. But I want you to know that this is a church that can be bragged about. This is a church that has things that can be boast about, right? Brag on you. Boy, I, 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 uh, well, you know, I, I, gotta, I, I, I know I say stuff, but you know what? Uh, before I leave, I just want to, I, I know I've done this before, but I want to brag on. I, I don't know why I like bragging on already, but I do. But you know, when I got here, you know the story. They wanted somebody that could sing, and boy, went the opposite end of the spectrum on that, right? And I don't know that Ari's ever been another song leader, but he stepped up. And boy, right here, he's, he's, been, he's been by my side, and he's been faithful. And I think, I just want to say, I thank God uh, for him uh, stepping in here. And, and I, of course, uh, I, I could take the rest of the day, but the food would get cold and tell each one of you, Hey, man, how much I appreciate you and how you've been a blessing and thankful. And I could find something uh, to brag on uh, each one of you. Amen. Now, I know what you're thinking. And yes, I can even brag on Sister Sherry. Do you know that she, I tell you what, don't let, listen, I'm going to go ahead and brag on Sister Sherry for a second. Don't you let her fool you. Amen. Right? Somewhere, if you dig deep enough, there's a tender heart. How many times? Every time somebody has a baby, she's making something. Huh? If I ask how many people have gotten a card from her when they weren't feeling good or when something else, she sends a card. So listen, you listen, she is sweet a lot of the time, and we're going to keep working on her so she's sweet all the time. All right? But I'm telling you, right? And the main reason I'm saying that is because she usually pays for my lunch when we go out. That's, if I'm being honest, that's the main, main reason. But I want you to know, if I went through here, I can think of something wonderful and precious to say about uh, each of you. But I want your hat to still fit you when you get home today, all right? But just know that it's true. But here he says a couple things. For your patience. Well, you know, hey, this church has been through a lot of things. It was going through something when I got here. But you know, you have patience. What, What happened? You kept going when the going got tough. Thank you, Choice Hills Baptist Church, that those doors are still open that when I got here, you'd been going through a little bit of a rough time. And you know what? You kept going. You kept the doors open. You kept the lights on. Amen. You kept somebody behind the pulpit, right? You kept somebody behind the, and you kept going, right? And so since you made it through that, we know that difficult times create patience. And since you made it through that tough time, you had the patience to put up with me the last eight years. And I'm thankful uh, for that and your faith. 
And notice what it says, and your faith. And many of you have shown great faith. It says, in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. And I want to say, since I've been here, I've had the opportunity to be with some of you during some tough times. And I want to say you are an example to me of patience and faith and grace. And thank you for being an example to me that I can brag about and tell others about. Thank you for that. So I just want to take a, a few moments, whatever that means, just something we say, right? That's what I, I didn't go to Bible college, but if they did, I'm sure they teach you about every 15 minutes, say, in conclusion, right? It doesn't mean anything, but at least it wakes them up, right? It makes them reach towards the pocketbook, okay? Makes them move. All right. So I'd like to look at a few farewell speeches in the Bible and hit some highlights. Just going to touch some verses, right? We'll start off with Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30. So I'll be quick here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, right? Let me just look at a couple verses here. In verses 9 and 10, it says this. As Deuteronomy, as Moses was giving his farewell speech, if you will, he says this. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he has rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou wilt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. So he said this to him. He says, listen, God delights to bless you. God delights to bless you. So I want to say as Choice Hills Baptist Church uh, moves forward, hey, God still wants to bless you. If the Lord tarries, there are still wonderful and great things ahead for this local church because God delights to bless his people. If it says, if what? If God, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. You see, God desires to bless, but he also desires this, that with all your heart, with all your soul, you would serve him. So our desire and God's desire is that this church would continue to serve God with all your heart, with all your soul, so that he can do what he wants to do. And that is bless this church in a great and mighty way. No doubt there's no reason the greatest days of this local church can't be ahead. There's absolutely no reason there can't be, right? If we would just continue to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, amen, and if, if we just allow him to be himself through us, then he would just do what he does when that happens. Bless his people. Notice verses 11 through 14. For this commandment which I command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it into us? and that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. But look at verse 14. But the word is very nigh unto thee, and in thy mouth and in thine heart, and that thou mayest do it. Now, you know, these verses are quoted in Romans 10, but it's interesting. Notice the difference when they're quoted in Romans 10, verses 6 through 8. See if you pick up the difference. But the righteousness which of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart, thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ from above? Or who shall descend into deep, that is to bring up 
Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Notice, and I think if I got it correct in Deuteronomy, he's talking about the commandment. But in Romans, he mentions Christ. Why? Because you cannot separate the written word from the living word. Right? Why is the written word in my heart today? Because first the living word came into my heart. And then now I could understand the written word. And as I read the written word, it got in my heart. And so listen, when I need faith, when I need direction, when I need help from God, it's right there. I don't have to look outside these walls or wherever I may be, amen? I can look at what God has put in my heart as I've walked with him and lived for him. And so I want to say to you, God has put what you need in your heart through his presence and his precepts, amen? And so if we'll just stay full of him, if we'll just stay full of his word, amen, we'll have the guidance we need. We'll make the right decisions, amen? We'll walk in the right way. We'll be the church and the people that God would have us to be. So I think Moses says that. It's his last words. I think those are good words to follow. But notice how he's, how's, how's verse 14 in? That thou mayest do it. So listen, it's in your heart. Just yield to it and just do it. Amen. Do it for him and do it through your local Amen. church. Quickly, let's turn over to Joshua uh, 24. Joshua 24. And so Joshua is giving his final speech. And look what he says, right? Joshua, it says in verse 21, Joshua 24, verse 1, Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called the elders of Israel on their heads for their judges, for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Boy, that's what we should do. Every time we come together, every time this church meets, we are here to present ourselves before God. It's a great thing to do. But notice verse 13 says, and he says, and I have given you a land for which you did not labor. Look at this. God's telling what he's done for them. And I've given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which ye built not. And ye dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not do ye eat. You know what he's reminding them? He's like everything that's happened since God's allowed me to be over you, I can't take any credit. It's all of him. It's all of God. I'm sure, you know, everybody looks back and why didn't I do that? Wish this would happen, wish that would happen. But we can't live by that. We got to live by whatever did happen. God gets the glory. Whatever did, if somebody got help, somebody got saved, somebody got what they needed along the way, God gets the glory. So we got, it doesn't matter who the man is, whether it's Moses standing there, Joshua standing there, or somebody as unworthy as me standing there. When we look out, we got to say, God did it all, and he alone deserves the honor and the glory. That's what Joshua said. They said, all that stuff you got, you ain't got nothing to brag about in yourself. He did it all. So verse 15, we know that famous verse. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. Right, listen. May you stay with God, but I want you to know this. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say, what are you going to do? Everybody say, oh, I've heard everybody say, oh, you're getting out of the ministry. You're getting out of this. You're getting out of that. Let me tell you something. What am I going to do? But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Just, just keep serving the Lord. Just keep serving the Lord. Say, out of the ministry. I said, you know what? Part of my ministry is providing for taking care of my wife. That's ministry. 
providing for my wife, providing for my... That's ministry. As I said last week, listen, ministry is your life. There's no such thing as getting out. It's just what you're going to get into next while you're in the ministry, right? Who knows what I'll get into. All my friends say, what are you going to do? I've been sending everybody this text. Amazon jungle, here I come. Amen. That's the only thing I can think of. Amazon jungle, here I come, since Zach won't take me to Iceland, right? So know this, the Lord has done it all, whatever's been done. And please know, we will do our best to stay in the Lord and do what he has chosen for us next. Then turn over to 1 Samuel. We're going to read 1 Samuel 12, verses 22 through 24. Samuel says this, 1 Samuel 12, 22 through 24. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his name's sake. Hey, listen, listen, men come and go. God stays. God stays. Listen, the only thing that's changing here is some feeble man. That's it. You're going from one feeble man to another feeble man. That's the only thing going here. The Word of God. Amen. The will of God. The God of the Word. <laughs> so, people say, oh, what are we going to do? Listen, <laughs> everything that matters is going to stay the same. Everything that is important is going to stay the same. Yeah. The only change is from one week feeble man to another weak, feeble man that's totally dependent upon God. Amen. That's it. Why would you doubt? Why would you worry? When all that matters and he that does it all is not going anywhere and does not change. Oh, in this we can rejoice. In this we can be excited. In this we can find strength because it's all of him. And it will continue if anything will ever be done again through choice of those manager. It will always and ever be him. So he says this. It has pleased the Lord to make you his people. <laughs> Not only, listen, let me tell you. You're his child this morning. I want you to know. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved. If you've been saved a long, 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 long time like Sister Judy. Some of these others. Doesn't matter. Sister Judy, God is still pleased. He's still just excited today that you're his child as the very day you were born again. I don't know how they say it in Chicago or how they say it in Chicago. Amen. But he's still excited. So look at this precious lady. How do you get more precious than Sister Barnett? Raise these precious kids. Grandkids and grandkids, and God is still just excited today as the day you believed on Him, you're His child. Whoever you are today, Amen. He's just as excited and pleased that you're His people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Only fear the Lord and serve Him. That's who you're serving. Amen. You're serving Him. It's all about Him. You're serving Him. Right? You, know, you understand what I'm saying here. It was never me and y'all.
It's us. It's always the team. We serve him. That's what it is. It's the team. And serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider, when's the last time you considered how great things he's done for you? Well, you, 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 you're getting weary in this Christian life? You need to park a while and spend time meditating and considering what great things he has done for you. So God forbid that I should cease to pray for you or just to put it simply. Hey, sorry. Once you're on the prayer list, you don't get off. Amen. Once you're on the prayer list, you don't get off. I mean, what, what, what he say there in, in verses 11 and 12 in 1 Thessalonians? Wherefore, so also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all his good pleasure. Listen, this is a prayer for you. All the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power and that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. That's the prayer. We want to see God continue to be glorified in Choice Hills Baptist Church. We want to see God's goodness continue in Choice Hills Baptist Church. We want to see the work of faith continue in Choice Hills Baptist Church. Why? According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ for his name's sake. Let me give you one, one more. That's not the end of it, just this section, one more. All right. Acts 20, 17. Acts 20. Acts 20. Genesis, Exodus, Acts. That's right there. Acts 20. Acts 20. Says this. Paul said this. This is one of his closing. He says, and from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. It doesn't mean all just the old people got to come. That means, you know, the leaders. And when they were come to him, he said to them, You know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons. Listen, he doesn't even. You know how I've, how I've been these last eight years, and you're like, whew, if anybody needs prayer, and I'm, yes, 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 yes. All right? Serving the Lord with all humility, I hope that's true. Many tears. Temptations which befell me by the laying away to the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. Well, those that would let me in their house. Just joking. Testifying both to the Jews and to the Greeks and to the Southerners. I'm sure that's in there somewhere. Repents toward God of faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit in Jerusalem, not knowing the things that sh shall befall me, save the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide. But verse 24, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might... Here's this word again, finish my course with joy in the ministry, which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, none of these things move me. Well, you know, hey, whatever lies ahead. So, if I, listen, if I get eaten by one of them giant pythons and the Amazon, please know, hey, I don't know how it got close to me, but because I would have ran pretty fast. But anyways, hey, knowing I was doing what God wanted me to do. None of these things move me. Whatever lies ahead, I'm not concerned. I just want to serve him and finish my course well with joy. And I want to say this, and part of the joy of my course, part of the joy of my course along the way will be, has been, being the pastor of Choice Hills Baptist Church. Thank you again.
for the privilege. Now I'd like to switch to the events of the day. We're in a race and passing on the baton. The most important part of a relay, the most important part of a relay race is the exchange. That's the most, you know anything, if you ever ran track, when you learn, anybody here run track, anybody run a lay? What do they tell you? They tell you, look ahead, don't look back, just put your hand back. That's what they tell you. When you're in a relay, they say, don't look, just keep, look forward, put your hand back and just let him place it in your hand, right? And immediately take off and keep going. That's how you're supposed to, amazing that I remember that after 40-something years. But just don't look back. Just let him put it in your hand and keep moving. The most important part of a relay race is the exchange. That is where runners must pass the baton to their teammates. The smoothness of the exchange is everything. If you don't correctly pass the baton, you can lose valuable time or even the race and affect drastically, amen, drastically affect the team. So the exchange and the smooth of the exchange is so important. I want to give you a couple verses from Deuteronomy 31. Again, Moses, as he's finishing up, it says in Deuteronomy 31, 7, and Moses called unto Joshua. Well, we know who followed Moses, Joshua. And Moses called unto Joshua. So at this time, I'd like to ask Brother Wood to come up here. I mean, Moses called unto Joshua, right? So at this time, I'd like to ask Brother Wood to come up here. And it says this, he called up Joshua, and this is what he said. And he said unto him, in the sight of all Israel, in our case, in the sight of all Troy Hills Baptist Church, be strong and of a good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Verse 8, and the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Verse 23 says this, And he gave Joshua the son of Nun. Now remember that. He's the son of Remember, Just a little trivia here. Who's the other one besides Adam and Eve that didn't have parents? Joshua the son of Nun. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge. And said again, be strong and have a good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them. This is God talking. I will be with thee. So I give you a short charge. I pray God gives you and the church a fresh vision. Because a vision is so important. A vision paints the target. A vision sparks and fuels the fire within and draws the team forward. Remember this about a vision. A vision must honor God. A vision must align with Scripture. For a vision that aligns with Scripture and serves people is what makes the difference in a community. So I thank the Lord. I want to thank this church. 
I want to thank the Lord and I want to thank this church that we're having a proper exchange of the baton, if you will. It's being done right. It's being done right. Now, we see other exchanges to the Bible. We see David to Solomon. David passed on to Solomon a crown. We see Elijah and Elisha. Elijah passed on to Elisha a mantle. We see Christ and the church. Christ passed on to the church the greatest commission. Passed on some great things. Well, sorry to disappoint you, Brother Adam, but the only thing I have to pass on to you is the church credit card. And Vernon's got that. <laughs> and some used tums for when you get an upset stomach from being a pastor. So you have to get the card from him. You have to get the card from him. Not a crown, not a mantle, not a great commission, but they will help you. Amen. And I want to finish with this. Now, just a moment ago, I called him Brother Wood. That is the last time I will purposely call him Brother Wood. Today, he, comes, he becomes Pastor Adam Wood. I have only ever referred to my pastor by either pastor or preacher. You will never hear me purposely refer to my pastor by his first name or just call him brother. That's, that's me. I personally try to show respect to the position of pastor. People ask what what they are to call me. He goes, oh, what are we supposed to call you? Well, I say anything but late for supper. <laughs> well, I've always called my former pastor preacher or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just not a person. Titles don't really mean nothing to me. Unless somebody has one, I try to show respect. But I want to say, I gladly refer to you. I gladly refer to him as Pastor Wood. Amen. My pastor, from this point on, as long as I'm a member of this church, you're my pastor and I gladly refer to you as my pastor. As long as the Lord allows me to be a member of this church, I'm glad to be a member. But I want to make it clear, if I get in the way or my pastor feels like I'm getting in the way, I will be gone. I would never do anything to undermine my pastor. I would never do anything to harm the church. Pastor Wood, would you please sit down? <laughs>